Hey there and welcome. I am so excited to bring you Yen Yu. And this is going to be so super juicy, everybody, because today we are talking about really going from being a cleaner to Wall Street to being a founder to even beyond. And I'm so excited because I met Yen in an amazing audio app. And it's so unbelievably crazy and amazing and all of the things. And I learned something from each and every person that is on this podcast. So I want you to lean all the way in and let's get into some juicy conversations. Welcome to Coaching Cocktails and Conversations with Lolita E. Walker, the podcast that coaches you up while meeting you exactly where you are. Grab your water, tea, or something stronger and allow this podcast to help you feel the power in your cause. Come on in and join the conversation. Let's go. So, hey, Yen, and welcome to Coaching Cocktails and Conversations. How are you today? I'm very well, and I'm super excited to be on your podcast. I've been waiting, I was just been thinking that's whether Lolita is going to invite me onto the podcast or not. I know that, um, you know, you provide so much content for people who want to be inspired. I'm uh, really uh, looking forward to our conversation. Oh, good. Well, guess what? We are going to inspire some folks today. And you know, it's so interesting that you say that because one of the things is that in my mind, I had already asked you because as I hear you speak, I feel like you gift so much calm and you give so much presence and clarity and confidence and commitment. And you know that I say that that is my equation for success is three C's. And so today, as we get into it, I just, I'd love to ask you this question. And one of the questions that I always start with is this, what is a strength that you have? Think of one strength that you have, and then introduce yourself with that strength. Oh, wow. Um, That is such an amazing question. Um, I think uh, my, well, the source of my strength is really from my faith. Mm -hmm. So I have not really try to do any of the things that I, I was able to do uh, based on what uh, talents or power that I have. Um, I always bring everything to my Lord in prayer. So when I, I realized actually, you know, when I really surrender, that's when I become more powerful. And also I have not really been very uh, results oriented. I know that in this world, everyone's talking about, you know, being result oriented, but I don't really believe in that. I just believe that every day you do your utter best for God and uh, then God will make what pleases him happen. So that burden is off of my shoulders. And I think, you know, I was able to run faster <laughs> without that burden placed onto me. So um, I would say, yes, it's, it's my faith. Oh my goodness, that is so good. And I think we have that in common. I am very much grounded in my faith. And so to hear you say that is so interesting because it helps me to do things scared. You said a couple of things as you were talking right there. One of them is that you don't believe in setting goals. Did I hear you right? Being results oriented. Results oriented. Yes, there is a difference. So talk to me a little bit about that, because as I set goals, which is why I heard it that way, I think in my mind, as I set goals, I set it for results. And I'm so interested in your perspective because I also believe like I can't wait to talk this word surrender It's so good is that I also believe that with a bit of clarity, it's great to know 
how you feel with where it is that you feel that you're going. I think it's so important. And to me, that is a result. So I'm interested to hear you talk further. Tell me a little bit about that. You're not results oriented. Um, I guess um, I am no longer results oriented. Um, Let me set some context to what I'm talking about. So in my career, uh, you know, majority of the time I spent on Wall Street. So 14 years I was there mainly as a trader, so a professional trader working for Morgan Stanley and then Goldman Sachs and Merrill Lynch. Now, in that environment, results is everything or, you know, to be more specific numbers, you know, the profits that you can bring to the company is everything. And that number is not just refreshed, you know, once a year during your annual review. It's actually second by second, tick by tick. Because, you know, in front of you, there is this uh, machine that calculates your profits uh, by the second. As the market moves, you will be able to see how much uh, money you have made for the bank. After a while, you know, when you first, you know, get started, you're just there to learn, really. But after a while, um, you kind of get brainwashed because you're so focused on that number every single day. I realized that um, I was basically tying my self-worth to that number. And so was pretty much everyone else. So if today your number is down or in a year your number is down, well, first of all, you get fired (laughs) every year the bottom 10% of the people, uh, traders would be fired. Oh, wow. And um, so, so when you look at that result, you're like, this is what I'm worth. And so I need to do everything to make that number better and bigger. So a couple of temptations in that environment. One is that you start to do things that you are not supposed to do. Okay. So, uh, you know, I guess in recent months, we've seen all these convictions, I guess, uh, you know, from people who's basically done illegal things as traders. That's a big temptation because, you know, you're focusing on that number. And when you realize ordinary methods do not boost that number fast enough, you start to do things that you're not supposed to. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is that um, you start to take bigger and bigger risks without, within your limits. And because of all the extra pressure, uh, because you can't really handle you know, the extra size that you're put, uh, putting on for your trades, then it's actually working against you. And when I realized you know, the ultimate problem was that I'm tying myself worth to that number instead of knowing mm-hmm. I'm priceless, right? Purchased by God, purchased by the blood price. So for me, I went, once I realized that that was the greatest temptation and hindrance to my to my performance, I've stopped I've stopped looking at that number and being result oriented. So what I do is that I formulate trade ideas, and when I have enough confidence to think that this trade will perform, I put on that trade. But I don't really um, I don't really care so much about whether this trade will really become a winner or a loser. I set parameters on how much I would be willing to go with this trade uh, until I'm proven wrong. And then I take that trade off, and I, but that doesn't bother me. I continue to generate trade ideas, and I detach myself and my self-worth to that number. And that really uh, has been the winning formula for me over all of these years and really kind of um, also uh, helped me to avoid all sorts of traps and trouble in the market. So that's what I meant by not being results-oriented. Oh my gosh, that is so super great. And I love that you talked about worth and your self-worth and how do we tie our self-worth into what we do. And not only that is so great because I am leaving you, I'm leaving all the listeners today with the core concept of worth and W-O-R-T-H. 
and some considerations on how to really lean into that. So I can't wait to get your 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 thoughts and your input as we move forward with that. But in the meantime, in between time, I wanted to talk to you. You know, today we're talking about going from being a cleaner to then Wall Street into a founder and now even beyond because you're doing some amazing things. So let's let's take it back to when you were a cleaner. Talk to me about, you know, you talked about worth. Talk to me about your worth at that point and how you leveraged what you thought of yourself. How did you leave from being a cleaner to then going to Wall Street? I know it's such a crazy story. <laughs> um, and when I was at uh, you know uh, university, uh, my family was going through a very tough uh, spot. You know, uh, they were entrepreneurs themselves, and um, uh, basically they came across some uh, difficulties within the business. So because of that, and and I get you know I'd like to think that even without that rough patch, uh, you know, within our family business, I was a- always uh, you know wanting to be my own person. So when I uh, started university, I decided that I was going to basically fund myself. I know that I have to, if I want to do that, I need to pay my tuition fees. I need to do pay for my uh, living expenses, and uh, uh, in England, it's not a small <laughs> expense. Basically, what I had to do uh, was basically grabbing every possible work that I could do. So for a couple of years, I was uh, cleaning toilets and I was uh, working in laundry shops. So uh, uh, basically, there are these massive machines where we put these uh, gigantic uh, bed sheets, uh, mostly for hospitals and, uh, and the nursing homes. And we would clean them. And I also worked uh, at restaurants, you know, uh, cleaning the floor, cleaning the dishes, Uh, not quite able to be waitressing yet. Uh, So those were the things that I was doing. And on the other, so that's on the income side. And uh, and because of that, um, uh, really throughout my university, I only had one friend. I only had one friend because I didn't really have any time to do the socializing or to go, go to career fairs. And uh, because I was uh, every day after after uh, classes, uh, we finish around two thirty or three o'clock. I would start working at four p.m. and work all the way till midnight. And I did that every single day except for Sundays when I went to church. Um, so yeah, I, I basically couldn't really um, enjoy, you know, the you know my my university life. You know, the the reason why I always bring this up is you know, and going back to the self worth. Most people, when they hear that story, they would be like, what, you know, that sounds really tough and, uh, you know, it must be really awful for you. But really, uh, when I think back at, you know, all the years I have that I, you know, that I lived, those few years were really the best time, one of the best times of my life because I was really new uh, to my Christian faith and I had this hunger to know God's word. So as I kind of moved from one place of work to the other, in between cleaning the toilets and in between, you know, uh, doing the laundries um, uh, as a job, I was basically every single minute that I had, I would open up on uh, the Bible and I would read it. And, and that was really the happiest time of my life. And I didn't really, and I had this joy in my heart and I never really for a moment felt that my life was miserable. I just felt like, oh, you know, I'm grateful that I have work. And I was able to fund myself through university. And I am just grateful that I have this amazing Bible to read. Really, that period of time helped me in so many ways. And tying back to, you know, trading and Wall Street and, you know, the influence of money is just, you know, money was 
the number one lord for a lot of people. But I kind of um, didn't have this fear of losing my job. I mentioned about, you know, 10% of the people get fired every single year. Right? But I never had this fear of losing my job because I knew um, if I had to go back to those days where I was, you know, just doing cleaning and laundry, if I have God, I would be okay <laughs> because, you know, uh, God is the source of all joy. So um, I think that also helped me to become a risk taker in a way because I wasn't afraid of losing. And so I didn't really have that fear on my, you know, on my shoulder as a burden. So that period of time really, I think, uh, made me who I am today. Yeah, so it's a pleasure to, to share with you uh, that experience, Lolita. Oh, my gosh. Yes, you, you talked about so many things there. And so I think this is you, you talked about, um, you know, tying your worth to your job, but then you also talked about gratefulness. And I think that that's so super important in how we live our days. And I must say that I don't know that I always had that sense of gratefulness. I always prayed. I always stood grounded in my faith. But really just the notion of thank you, God, for this space, I think, came when I renewed my faith. And it was after I was at what I would call my lowest point. And so I appreciate that you said that because now I remind people that, you you know, being grateful, I remind my 10 year old son is that we wake up with a spirit of gratefulness and we say, what are we grateful for? And I think just that practice to what it is you were talking about is so super important. So I want to get into these five considerations that I have. And, you know, I have a whole ebook that is dedicated to self-worth. Because I think when you know your self-worth, to your point, you really can lean into what I talked about earlier, your clarity, your confidence, and your commitment. Now, these are five different considerations, but I want to share them with you. And then I'd love to see like which one popped out at you. And you're like, ooh, I want to lean into that one more. What do you think? Sounds like fun. <laughs> I love it. Please go ahead. Yes. So the first one that I have right here is, you know, it's in this notion of worth, W-O-R-T-H. And the W was really around working on you in your development. And I heard you say, I walk by faith and it's renewed faith. So that's part of it is working on you and your development, whether that's self-discovery, whether that's leaning into your Bible, whether that's recognizing and knowing that there's more for me. The O was opening doors to endless possibilities. And I talk about this all the time, but sometimes we don't recognize that there are so many doors within us that have yet to be opened. I can talk about a million of them and how somebody came into my life. And then I'm like, oh, oh, yeah, what about that? Or I heard poetry and I'm like, oh, oh, I can do that. Next thing you know, I have a book of 44 poems that are really shifting people. The R is about remembering your strength. And as we talk about worth, it's about, to your point, not tying your worth to your job or your title, but knowing that I stand on a foundation of faith and strengths. So that's what the R is, remembering those. The T is about tackling one problem at a time, right? When we talk about worth and knowing your worth, far too often we can get in our heads about that because it feels just like chaos around us that is coming down on us. And what if we chose to tackle one problem at a time? then we could lean into things like what are our strengths because we're not so overwhelmed and consumed. Um, and that helps us with knowing how worthy we are to be doing the things that we're doing, which is so super amazing. And then the H I had here is help is an asset. So ask, right? Sometimes we tie ourselves to this worth 
and we get lost because we're not even asking for help. But what if we recognize our strengths and bundle that up and then ask for the help that we need? So those are the five considerations I have for folks that's listening in. And so I'd love to know which one kind of stuck out at you that you want to kind of hone in on a little bit. Wow, these five are just real gems. I feel like, you know, I can listen to a five hour lecture (laughs) from you. (laughs) Definitely amazing ebook. For me, I think what what stood out most, um, if I have to choose one, because all all five are amazing, would (laughs) maybe be the second one, opening doors to endless possibilities. I think that is, at least for my profession, it's something that is so overlooked and undervalued. I think a lot of times when people think about trading and investing, they only think about only a few things. And those things were probably what they read in the newspaper or, you know, um, you know, on TV or listening to uh, the KOLL talk about. So um, they only focus on this one thing. So for example, uh, previously it was the big tech stocks, right? And or, uh, you know, the NFTs or crypto or, or whatever it might be. People only just focus on those things. But I want to tell everyone that actually the market is so vast, There is an amazing amount of opportunities within each segment of the market. Sometimes it is really about spotting those uh, winners in places where people are not yet looking, but you know that it's going to become the next growth areas. Because in investing, it is about uh, recognizing the undervalued segments of the market early. Mm -hmm. And instead of chasing what everyone else is talking about, it is really important to open your mind to all of these endless opportunities, uh, learn uh, the market segment by segment. And so that, you know, once you've acquired this knowledge and then over time, you can make things uh, link together so that when something triggers one part of the market, immediately you can think about, oh, I know that this other part of the market that is linked to that and people, and then basically from the prices, you'll be able to see whether people have yet reacted to it and if they haven't then you can basically start building that position and then that's the that's really the only way you can thrive i know that recently um i have spoken uh in a conversation lolita you were there as well about uh, you know an example that i uh, talked about um in say in real estate investing a lot of people uh, just think that okay real estate investing is about you know basically you know buying and making it better and selling but it is so much more than that if you know um, a certain company um, you know, owns these properties and if you can really go that one step forward and opening your mind to endless possibilities, right? If you go and look at who their tenants are and for example, all of these layoff news comes out and then you go like, I know that this company is the tenant of this real estate company. And then, then you would know whether, uh, you know, th- this will really affect the earnings of the real estate company. So when the layoff news comes out, you will be able to know whether that affects your position or not. And that's basically one of the examples, uh, you know, that, that I need to make is to basically understand that every, everything is intertwined. And uh, what, by opening your mind to different sectors, of the market, you would be able to make so much more money. And the other thing about uh, opening possibilities, opening doors to endless possibilities is about your self-development. So for me, I know that, um, you know, after working on Wall Street for 14 years, um, I can carry on <laughs> for however long I wanted. But really, I don't believe in limiting myself to just one thing. 
And if I find a passion in my heart and I spot an opportunity where I can basically uh, turn my passion into uh, tangible products and uh, services that can impact others, then I decide to go and grab those opportunities. And I don't let you know my past determine who I can be and will be in the future. I think that is also part of you know opening doors to possibilities because it is not just about the sectors that uh, you know you might be focusing on right now. It is also about uh, allowing yourself to move and to develop into these new possibilities that will really, I think, you know, make a difference in how successful you can become. So, uh, you know, I think this number two uh, definitely is something that um, uh, really kind of stood out for me. And I'm really glad, um, uh, Lodita, you allow me the possibility to be on here and be talking about this. I'm sure this will also open a lot of doors for me, uh, you know, to learn and uh, to learn from other people. Oh, yes. And it's opening up the endless possibilities with our listeners as well, because, you know, we're learning something new and I feel like everything is perspective, you know, and when we listen intently and that's what our listeners do is listen intently, then you really are able to shift and say, hmm. So listen, this has been so good. And I could talk about this all night long, which means all morning long for you because you are across all of the waters. But I have a come as you are round. And this is where I ask you one question. Well, I ask you three questions. But then you pop in with the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. You ready? Wow. Great. Yes. Okay. (laughs) So the first is what is one strength that you know, without a shadow of a doubt that you have, but you didn't always recognize it was a strength. Um, I think um, that would be um, the ability to spot winners and really believing uh, in your choices, Mm, both in the markets, but also within yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. The next one is why is the work that you do right now so important in the world? So talk to us about what is the work that you do right now and why is it so important? Oh, I hope um, I will not be taking too long <laughs> to talk about it because I can just go on forever. Um, <laughs> the, yeah. So the reason why I left Wall Street to set up this uh, medical AI business in longevity is that um, it comes from a kind of a painful experience uh, when I was uh, in my early teens. I uh, lost a very dear family member and uh, she was a doctor. And she basically did all the things right. Okay, so she lived really well, exercise, eating all the right foods and, uh, you know, do, doing all her annual checkups. And so everything was according to uh, <laughs> doctor's advice. But um, uh, in the end, uh, she didn't realize that she was uh, actually, she was actually very sick. So, uh, you know, within pretty much days after discovering her sickness, she passed away. And that was something that I I think I never got over because um, I kind of feel that, you know, the question was that what really truly determines our longevity? If, you know, a doctor who's doing all the things right, um, you know, can, you know, still not know um, the sickness that is developing uh, within her, then what chance would we have? So um, that kind of uh, was something that uh, had always been in my heart throughout all of these years. And I think, you know, the reason why, um, you know, the current uh, business that I am working on is so important to the world is because we really need to provide timely and accurate information to people about their health. A lot of times we just say that oh, people don't care about their health. But no, I think if you can tell people exactly how well or unwell they are 
And if you provide a way for them to, uh, you know, gamify maybe their daily exercise, provide incentives for them to live healthy lifestyle, I do believe that they will. And the other thing, you know, I think is really important is that um, there is this uh, misunderstanding about how healthy we are. We, we think of everything at the moment in binary terms. We think we are either healthy or unhealthy. We have our diabetes, or we don't have diabetes, and cetera. So that goes the same with every single disease that, um, you know, is out there that people are suffering from. But re- it is really a spectrum. So it is not binary. It, you know, if you can imagine, if you can tell people, uh, you know, from the scale of one to ten, because it is a journey. You know, instead of you have diabetes or you don't, or you know, you are basically if ten is you will develop diabetes. You're at, at the moment you're nine, but through uh, all of these things that you can change with your lifestyle, you would be able to move yourself from nine to eight to seven to six. I think, you know, the world will be so different. So still, I think, you know, currently the healthcare industry is more about uh, sick care, caring for the sick, instead of really enabling people to be health. Um, anyway, so that is, you know, uh, why I think it is, uh, you know, the, the current uh, venture that I am doing is really, truly worth doing. More so uh, than all of those profits that I was generating on Wall Street. So I hope that is not a too long answer, but um <laughs> Yeah, thank you for allowing me to share this. Oh, absolutely. You know, the next is really talking about what barrier still stands before you today. Oh, gosh. So then we're going back to, you know, basically my experience on Wall Street. Um, when I first, first day that I landed on the trading floor, um, it kind of just looked a little bit weird. You know, it was not really representing what society looked like. It didn't really represent my university uh, lives as well because they, it was basically very Caucasian male dominated in terms of the people that I can see. So I was wondering, you know, where were the women? You know, uh, where were the people of color? Because you know, in my uh, in my studies, I came across so many talented and smart people who are women and who are people of color. But how come they're not on the Wall Street? Mm-hmm. If this is supposed to be where all the smartest people go, so I've always uh, you know wanted to to really change that. I think what's hindering my success now it's still tied to that because we need talents, um, but the talent pool is artificially too small. Because overall, we are only giving the best chances to, you know, <laughs> Caucasian male and, you know, not really to the talented women and people of color out there. And I really believe that's really what's shrinking our talent pool. So if uh, we are able to go forward and, uh, you know, it is really part of the things that um, I'm really passionate about is to enable people to really grab those opportunities that can really help further downstream or the businesses to have access to these talents. And then, you know, we can really thrive, I think, you know, in the, you know, in the tech industry and in the finance industry. So what's hindering me is talent. And really that's something that all of us, you know, need to do something to, to change. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. So good. You know, you talked about self-worth in the beginning and, you know, not tying that to your, title. And just now, you know, if I was to kind of sum up some of the things that I heard and you tell me if I'm wrong, but what I really heard is, you know, how do you lean into your self-worth as you're in these male dominated spaces that lack diversity by way of women and that lack diversity by way of people of color? Yeah, so I think it is really important to um, not pin your self-worth to 
anything but but God or you know your faith, because you know people change. And as I described earlier, every single day, if you tie it to your performance numbers, really, I know that Wall Street is an extreme because it's changing second by second. But you'll be surprised how many people pin their self worth to people's praises. If uh, you know, if they don't receive one uh, in a day, they feel really rubbish about themselves. But really, we cannot pin our self worth to anything that changes. And if given everything changes in this world, especially people, that's not um, you know that doesn't really work. Uh, so um, uh, I think you know. To me, it is important to know your worth in God, and then um, you know, then whatever you can bring to this world and whatever glory you can bring to God is a bonus, right? So really, uh, you are worth much more than than you can ever imagine. Mm-hmm. So um, that is really one piece that um, I would love to to uh, speak into the world. Oh, so good. All right. This right here is a lightning round. And so it's only one, one word answers. Okay. And what is one strength that you gained from being a cleaner? Perseverance. What is one strength that you learned from being on Wall Street? Does it have to be a different answer? I think perseverance as well. Otherwise, I think guts. Oh, guts. That's good. And what is one strength that you learned from being a founder? Oh, this is a difficult one. One strength. I think stick to your passion. Passion. Mm, Okay. And what's one strength that you are working on in this moment, in this time? Oh, this is really difficult. (laughs) One strength that I am working on right now Mm -hmm. would be giving Mm. giving to the world. I love that. Listen, Yen, how do people know that it's time for me to call Yen you? What are they what are they missing? What are they what are they missing? How do they know it's time to come to you? Um I think in mo- in moments of self-doubt. Obviously, my background is in finance and in tech or you can say in health tech. We can be tempted with self-doubt um every single second. So, I think, you know, in those moments, you need someone who's been through it, who understand what you're going through and who can help you lift yourself up. So I think um, that would be when people call me in moments of self-doubt. I love it. And then how can they get in touch with you? Just uh, starting to build a presence in various uh, different uh, social uh, media platforms. Uh, Clubhouse is where I met Lolita. And also you can find me uh, on all different uh, uh, social media uh, platforms via yen10k.com. So that's just my my first name and then 10k.com. I love it. I will make sure that I tap that into our show notes. And I wanted to thank you so very much for being here. You know, there's so many strengths that you outlined throughout the course of this right here. And what we do on Coaching Cocktails and Conversations is really bring out the juiciness of what folks listening in have already within them and challenge their thinking to do something new. So I do want to ask you this final, final question. We leave a cheers around here for our cocktails, right? Cocktails is not so much about what you're sipping on, but it's more about uh, celebrating the greatness of who it is that you are. So I will do one. And then if you want to come in and do a cheers for the last, you know, I just want to give a cheers to every single person that's listening in. Here is a cheers to you really recognizing your self-worth and that you are absolutely valuable where you stand today. Do you have a cheers for us today, Anne? Oh, I absolutely do. I think for me, it would be cheers to women everywhere because uh, God loves us and God wants us to succeed and bring him the glory. 
Oh my gosh, so good. I hope you had an amazing time and here is to amazing coaching cocktails and conversations. Thank you so much for being here, Yan. Thank you so much for having me. This has been fun. <laughs> I love it. Hey there, it is Lolita E. Walker and I am so excited that you are considering my upcoming group coaching program. That's why you're here, right? (laughs) Well, what makes this coaching experience different? Good question. Me, alongside the amazing folks that choose to come on board with me, and that could be you. We will talk everything from accountability, goal setting, and mindset. We're also talking fear, limiting beliefs, and establishing boundaries. What is in your way? I am pushing you. I am pushing you. I am pushing you differently and intently. You're also going to learn from the amazing folks that choose to join you on your journey. Now, this is just to name a few. We are going to engage in amazing content. You'll have some soul work and a bit of fun because that is what we do to get to where we're going. The cost of this program is only a fraction of what your transformation will yield. So what's in the way of you rediscovering the renewed you? For me, absolutely nothing because I'm worth it. What is the loss that you will experience should you decide not to invest in yourself today to achieve the greatness that you absolutely know that you deserve? Listen, the choice is yours, but I would absolutely love to have you. See you there. We have concluded yet another episode of Coaching Cocktails and Conversations, the podcast with Lolita E. Walker. Connect with me at lolitawalker.com for speaking, coaching, and my books, The Intersection of You and Change, and Can We Talk? Letters and Poems to Reclaim a Bolder You. Listen, have you already grabbed your CC&C garb? <laughs> yes, we are coming with tumblers, stemless glasses, a journal, a hoodie, and don't forget the t-shirt. We are leaning all the way in. We also know that coaching cocktails and conversations is a movement. Not only is it paraphernalia, not only is it this powerful podcast that you have right here in this right now, but it is a Zoom cast. It is a coaching community. It is a Facebook group. It is a clubhouse group. Go ahead and lean into lolitawalker.com to see all things coaching, cocktails, and conversations. And next time, bring a friend. Invite them to like, to share, and to give that five-star review. Cheers. I cannot wait to see you back around my kitchen table for coaching, cocktails, and conversations, the podcast with Lolita E. Walker.